प्रथमम सद्गुरुम वंदे श्रीकृष्णम तदनंतरम गुरु पापात्मनाम त्राताम श्रीकृष्णस त्वमलात्मनाम ध्यानमूलम गुरुर्मूर्ति पूजामूलम गुरु मंत्रमूलम गुरुर्वाक्यम भक्तिमूलम गुरु कस्तूरीतिलकम ललाटपटले वक्षहस्थले कौस्तुभम नासाग्रेवरमोक्तिकम करतले वेणुः करे कंकनम सर्वांगे हरिचंदनम सुललितम कंठे चमुक्तावली गोपस्त्री परिवेष्टितो विजयते गोपाल चूड़ामणि यो ब्रह्माणम विदधाति पूर्वम यो वै वेदांश्च प्रहिणोति तस्मै तग्वंह देवमात्म बुद्धि प्रकाशम 
मुक्षुर्वै शरणमहम प्रपद्ये भजो गिरिधार गोविंद
dear devotees of Sri Maharaji and respected viewers, Radhe Radhe. He not apne virad ki or dekhakar is adham ko nirash nakaru. He jeevan dhan ab bahut ho chuka. Ab to tumhare prem ke bina yah jeevan mrityu se bhi adhik. भयानक है अतएव प्रेम भिक्षाम देही प्रेम भिक्षाम देही प्रेम भिक्षाम देही O oh Lord, looking unto yourself, do not dishearten your pitiable child. O oh my soul loved Krishna, now it has come to the utmost. This life without your love is worse than death. So, endow alms of your love. Endow alms of your love. Endow alms of your love. Meri urana dekho nija Virada ko dekho radhe Govinda, Govinda radhe Oh, Radha Rani, please think about your gracious, merciful nature. Please don't, don't dwell on me, my fallen state, because that is just my reality. There's no denying. That's just who I am, fallen. I'm a destitute. But you are all kind, all gracious. So please, Please think about your divine nature and bless this fallen soul. Kripa karu, kripa karu, kripa karu radhe, apni or lakhu, kripa karu radhe, karani na lakhu muri, Kripa karu radhe, Kripa karu radhe. Apni or lakhu, Kripa karu radhe. Oh radhe, please 
Look to yourself. Think about who you are. And ignore my fallen state. Don't look to me, but please look to your kind nature and accept me. We have been told innumerable times by Sri Maharaji that as souls bound by Maya, afflicted by Maya, our inherent nature is to aspire for lasting, everlasting, eternal happiness. That is what we have eternally sought, and our search is perpetual. It will continue until we realize that supreme state. The burning question is how to reach that stage, how to reach that goal. So Sri Maharaji makes it very simple for us. Sri Maharaji has done the hard work. So all we have to do is relish the fruits of his hard work. Sri Maharaji brought the ultimate, supreme, authentic, divine knowledge of the Vedic scriptures to us. We didn't have to explore the scriptures to find or to understand, to read, to contemplate, to speculate. No, we didn't have to do anything. But Sri Maharaji did for us. He shed light in our path. And not only that, Sri Maharaji is with us, walking with us every step, holding our hand. So, Sri Maharaji tells us the secret. It's very simple and yet profound knowledge. In simplest terms, in layman's language, we have, over the course of our unlimited, uncountable lifetimes, we have loved the world, as Veda Vyasji describes in the Bhagavatam. Vishayam dhyayataschittam vishayeshu vishajjate. So we have contemplated on the world repeatedly, incessantly, as a source of love, as a source of happiness. So the world and the worldly people 
Hence our attachment. We have one mind, so Sri Maharaj tells us that now that we understand that we have been devoid of that supreme happiness and we have to aspire for it. So what do we have to do? The style or the practice is exactly the same as we have been doing since eternity. We simply have to change the field of our attachment. That's all we have to do. So, Sri Maharaj tells us that now we have to love Sri Radha Krishna to acquire divine property, divine wealth. We have loved the world to acquire worldly pleasures, sensual pleasures and gratifications. Now we love Radha Krishna to attain divine wealth, divine prosperity. That is what we have to do. Now in loving them, in the process of loving Sri Radha Krishna, our goal should be to foster and nurture sentiments of servitude, seva, toward them. So our goal, our goal, ultimate goal is to serve, is to serve. But in that service, as I explained yesterday that the highest attainable divine goal an individual soul can receive is nishkam bhakti, selfless divine love. So in serving Radha Krishna, we should not, there should not be the slightest trace of selfishness within our heart. Some naive people, they think that to end all desires means to also end the desire to see, to visualize, to perceive Sri Krishna, <laughs> to be able to experience closeness with him, to touch him, hear his divine voice. No, it is not like that. It is absolutely 100%. We have to. It is indispensable. Desiring Radha Krishna is indispensable. We cannot do without it. It is absolutely mandatory. If we wish to receive the supreme experience of divine happiness. But, Sri Maharaji tells us that we should desire their love not for our own pleasure, for their pleasure. That is what we have to, that should be our goal. That is what we need to strive for. We desire them or their divine happiness for their pleasure, not ours not ours. So our love should be increasing every moment. And that feeling within us, when will I see them? When will I perceive them? 
When will I receive their darshan? So this yearning and longing should be there. That is what we have to do. But despite if Sri Radha Krishna, Sri Krishna does not come, does not give his darshan today and wishes to come tomorrow or next year or maybe in our next birth, we should not complain. Our love should not change or dwindle. No. We should think, as Sri Maharaj tells us, we should think that he is seated right next to me, right in my heart. As I mentioned the other day in one of my lectures, that the individual soul, we, the soul, are the body of God. That is how close we are to God. So even though he's seated right next to me, me, meaning the soul, and he makes note of every tear I shed, and yet, yet, he is just being mischievous, naughty, and does not want to come in front of me. But, oh, Sri Krishna, hear me out. My love for you is not going to change. It will not change. In fact, it will keep on growing. It will keep on growing. Tum ayogya Bisaro mujhe par main tumhe bisraya karu gunagan karu tera dhyan karu tum maan karu Manaya Karu. Oh, Shri Krishna, thinking of me as being unworthy of your love, that is fine by me. You can think that. It's okay. But please, inspire my heart to love you regardless. I wish to sing your divine names and your glories. I wish. And when you go into man, into that state of divine resentment, may I be the lucky one to pacify you. Oh, Sri Krishna. In the world, it's quite the opposite. If someone, or if you fail to get something from someone in the world, and you've been asking and pestering the person, and you do not succeed, then what happens? Inevitably, you feel resentful or angry at the person. 
You start hating that person. What? That per he hasn't even come to see me for three days? I'm not going to talk to him and not even going to look at his face. And in fact, I'm going to kick him out of my house. So this is what the world is all about, in love with father and mother and everyone. This is what the world is all about. But in devotion, we should direct all of our passions and all of our longings toward Sri Krishna. And if these desires are not there, then what is there for us to be called devotees? Love will end. There's nothing to be called, no reason to be called devotees. If the longing or if the desire for Sri Krishna was not the goal, then all the souls would have been considered God-realized and selfless. Just like a naive devotee says, well, I'm not going to chant his divine names and I'm not going to shed tears. Because, why? Well, because if I chant the divine names, then I will meditate on him. And if I meditate on him, then he's going to have to think of me. I'm not going to shed tears for him because then he's going to think of me and I don't want him to have to think of me. So I refuse to love Sri Krishna. <laughs> now, that is being very naive. That is not the goal. Because if that was the case, if we didn't have to have any desires for God, then what, what would that mean? Then all the atheists would be considered great saints because they refuse to utter the divine name of God. So the point here is that, yes, we have to have the desire, but desire for their pleasure. And that is why Goswami Tulsidasji says, Kamihi nadi piyari jimi lobhihi priya jimi dam." That our love should keep on increasing just like a passionate man longs for a woman. And a greedy man has greed or desires money. In the same way, our love should keep on growing. And our love will continue to grow even after God-realization. That is the nature of divine love, that it is ever growing and ever increasing for all eternity that is the supremacy of divine love that is what happens so Sri Maharaj tells us that yes we should desire but for their pleasure now what is the epitome of this love Jalabinu mean jaise Govind Radhe Ur Talafani Hoto Hari Se Milade That intense longing and yearning of a devotee just like a fish out of water 
makes Sri Krishna manifest himself before that devotee. Gauranga Mahaprabhuji tells us, Yugayitam nimeshena chakshusha pravrishayitam shunyayitam jagat sarvam govinda virahena me vahadina kab aaye govinda radhe jab hari binu jaga Shunya bana de vahadin kab aaye govind radhe jab hari binu pal kalap jana de radha govind geet Bhajahu as Govind Radhe Kalap Sam Lagapal Adhe Ohu Dina Kab Ayi Aho Hari Baat Nihari Tihari Pal Pal Kalap Saman Janai Aho Hari Looking onto the path, impatiently looking to the path of your arrival. O Sri Krishna, when will one moment extend to eons? Like ages have passed, O Sri Krishna. So this is the final state before God realization. How do we reach? How can we reach that state? How can we reach our destination? So, Sri Maharaji, as Sri Maharaji tells us, that memorizing a flight schedule is not going to get us to our destination. Knowing the directions to a specific location in the city of Austin is not going to get us there. How are we going to get there then? We have to make the journey. That is what we have to do. So what is that journey to reach our spiritual destination? Shri tells us that we have to take refuge in Rup Dhyan. That is what we have to do. Rup Dhyan means 
the loving remembrance of God. Loving remembrance of God. That is what we have to do. And in order to do that, we have to quarantine our mind from the thoughts of the world and the worldly people. That is what we have to do. Nija Saba Balataji Govindaradhi Nira Balabaini Balahari Go Banade. So in practicing Rup Dhyan, what are we striving for? Sri Maharaji tells us that there is one thing alone that prevents us from accepting Sri Krishna as ours. And what is that? It is our ego. It is our ego that prevents us from humbling ourselves before the Lord and begging and pleading Him for His grace. So, in this Doha, Sri Maharaji tells us, Nija Sabha Balataji, renounce the pride of whatever strength we have. So, what is that pride of the strength we have? We have pride of knowledge, our wealth, prestige. We may be beautiful, so pride of that. Our intellect, our status, our reputation. So in this Doha, Sri Maharaj says, abandon all of that. And keep only one pride in your heart. Retain only pride of one knowledge. Or retain the knowledge of only one kind of pride. And that pride is that the Lord, the Supreme Lord of infinite Brahmans, who is the Cupid of love, love personified, Infinite divine love personified resides in my heart. What other kind of strength should I even care for? But to gain that strength within us, we have to become a child. We have to become a child. Navajat Shishu Sama Govindaradhe Bhola Bani Rona Tohi Harite Milade. So we have to become like a child. Devoid of all artfulness, craftiness, cunningness, 
shrewdness become simple at heart and offer ourselves lovingly. That's all we have to do. That is what Rup Dhyan is. We bring them in front of us and beg their grace. Yes. What do we do in the world? In the world, how does our love grow? Even though it's not true love, we call it love, but that affinity and attachment that we develop in the world, how does it grow? Because we spend time. We spend time with the person that we are deeply attached to. A boy and a girl initially, they meet, they connect. There is an attraction between the two, but they barely know each other. And then, as time goes on, the more time they spend together, then what happens? They begin to develop an affinity, an affection. They become infatuated with each other. How does that happen? Because they spend time together. They're always thinking of each other's virtues and attributes, longing to be together. They're always under the sway of all of these emotions. That's it. So we have to spend time with Radha Krishna. All of these kirtans that Sri Maharaji has revealed and composed, all of Sri Maharaji's compositions, what are they? They are conversations in disguise. Conversations with God, with Sri Radha Krishna. What are they? That's what, that's what they are. Years ago, Shakuntala Mami, she said that when we chant, when we chant their divine glories, we have to talk to them. We have to talk to them. And so Sri Maharaji has infused those sentiments. Each of Sri Maharaji's divine chantings are imbued with that divine power. And so when we chant the power of that chanting, it inspires us, provided that we aspire for that grace from our side. When I say that, I mean when we open our heart, when we make ourselves receptive, that is when that omnipresent grace that's all-pervading in the form of the power within that chanting will be transmitted into our heart in the form of an experience. That is what will happen. So we spend time with Sri Radha Krishna. That is what loving remembrance, that is what Rup Dhyan is all about. And when we do, we talk to them and Seek, seek the alms of their love, the alms of their love. 
the alms of their love. That is what we have to do. And bhola bani rona. So not only are we a child, we are a child who is crying. Crying for their divine mother. That is who we are and who we, who we should be. Sri Maharaji tells us that when we shed one tear, one tear for Sri Krishna, he sheds a thousand tears for us. And Sri Maharaji tells us that if only you all could trust me on this, you could only, if only you could have faith in these words of mine, you wouldn't be able to stop crying tears. It doesn't cost us anything, as Sri Maharaj says. It doesn't cost you anything. It's not rocket science. No. And it's not an arduous practice that is beyond our ability to do. It is not like that either. It is not difficult at all. And besides, we have a very personal, intimate, loving relationship with Sri Krishna. So, Sri Maharaji goes to the extent of saying and telling us that we should feel that sense of authority over Sri Krishna, or we should feel that sense of possessiveness over him. We own him. He is ours. And closer than anyone in this entire world. He is our eternal Sakha. Dva Suparna Sayuja Sakhaya. He empowers us constantly. It doesn't matter which form we reincarnate into. He is constantly with us, never leaves us for even a breath. No. No. So we should ask him with that confidence and that conviction. Our asking should be emphatic. That is how we should ask. Oh, Sri Krishna, why have you forgotten me? You're so, you're so kripana. Kripana means kanjus. But he is not. We are kanjus. Kanjus means miserly. We are miserly because we don't want to offer our heart to him. He is, he is waiting. He is waiting. 
And he's waiting and watching and gazing. Every, every split second. Because Sri Maharaji says that because he's always hoping that the soul could surrender to me at any, in any second. And if I am not paying attention, because as soon as the soul surrenders, I am there for him without even the slightest delay. So I have to be ready, right? I have to be prepared. So Rubdhyan, Rubdhyan of God and Guru. That is the practice we take refuge in. And when we do loving remembrance with tears and beg for their grace, then those tears will purify our polluted heart. Polluted heart. And all those layers and layers of impurities will begin to dissipate, will begin to recede. That is what will happen. So tears in devotion are the elixir of our devotional life. The elixir. That is what they are. And those tears are most loving to Sri Krishna. And Sri Maharaji says that we have them for free. We have them for free. Yes. So, we have to offer them. So, Rupdhyan is the journey to reach our destination. That is what we have to do. Over almost like 20 years ago when I was in Vrindavan, there was a guard family who had a daughter. She was only five years old. Her name was Puja. She was a very special little girl. And every day when Sri Maharaji came from Shamasham Dham, this little girl, because as soon as Maharaji's car would turn into the ashram, the driver will honk. And so... Swamiji and, and the rest of us would be waiting at the entrance of Jagat Guru Dham. So that was kind of letting us know that Sri Maharaji is coming. So the guard's house was right there, right at the, by the gate. And so this little girl, every day, she was only five years old, so every day after school, she would go. So where Prem Mandir is right now, that is, that used to be called Yugal Vihar. It was a garden. And so this little girl, she would go every day and pick the little buds of the bela. It's a, it's a kind of jasmine flower. And she used to string a garland for Maharaji every day. And um, anyway, so once when she brought her garland to Maharaji, Sri Maharaji remarked, and he said that every flower she strings in this garland 
she thinks of me. She remembers me every flower. She, what is this? It's Rubdhyan serving our Guru. So, Rubdhyan, that is the, the essence of spiritual practice. That is the essence of spiritual practice. And that will take us and propel us to our goal. So today is my last lecture of the series on the explanation of the beginning prayer Dainik Prarthana. So the essence of everything that I have shared as a knowledge with the grace and the blessings of Sri Maharaji is depicted in one of his divine puds. Ahuhari Haru Vishama Bhavabhira Dehu Bhika Nishkama Prima Ki Ayo
ओ हरि ओ श्री कृष्ण प्लीज एंड दिस द टेरेबल एंग्विश ऑफ दिस मटेरियल एग्जिस्टेंस फॉर मी I have come to your door to beg the alms of your love. Ayo dwar adhir, I am desperate. I have been wandering in this world in the cycle of 8.4 million forms, reincarnating into various different bodies. since eternity and even though i have been drinking the pleasures the illusionary pleasures of sensual objects the happiness but still that thirst is not quenched that thirst for happiness it doesn't go away and all of these mayic defilements are always torturing me desires anger greed and all of these attachment i'm always tortured i i can't bear the agony oh shri krishna Oh Shri Krishna please think of your gracious kind merciful nature and please do not dishearten me I beg you I beg your grace because only you know and only you can restore me to greatness oh Shri Krishna because you are truly mine you are truly mine to conclude i just want to say that all of us have gathered here for this shivir for this intensive all of radha madhav dams dedicated sincere devotees have once again worked tirelessly worked very hard to to organize this event but we cannot forget that the driving force behind everyone's efforts behind everyone's dedication behind everyone's devotion their offering their selflessness the driving force is only shri maharaj ji Shri Maharaj ji alone is indispensable in our journey is what i am trying to say 
It is human nature. If somebody gives us an opportunity to serve, to do any seva in the outside shrine, shrine in the in the bog in the shrine, for that matter, any other seva, if we get an opportunity to serve while we're here, we naturally feel indebted. We feel grateful to that devotee who was instrumental. But above and beyond everyone, there's only one power that should prevail in our consciousness. We should feel grateful. We should feel honored. We should feel indebted. And we should feel humbled. Because if it, was, if it weren't for the grace of Sri Maharaji, none of this could be possible. There's no way. So the driving force, and not only that, everything that we are all experiencing within our heart. So when we felt inspired to come to Radha Madhav Dham, regardless of the circumstances at hand, COVID, that inclination, that desire that we had where we did not even care about the exposure that we would be getting while traveling. We didn't care about that. What was that? Grace. Every morning when we wake up and we know that we want to get to satsang and we want to be here on time, what is that? Grace. Every time our heart melted with and overwhelmed with gratitude, we felt love for Sri Radha Krishna. We desired to remember them and yearn for them and long for them. What was that? Grace. When we felt appreciation for the knowledge that we receive, when we hear this speech of Sri Maharaji every morning, and we have that feeling within us, oh my gosh, how blessed I am. Because that same knowledge got reinforced in yet another way. What was that? Grace. That one tear that trickled down our cheek, what was that? Grace. So each and every experience that we are having and we have yet had it is only the personified 
grace of Sri Maharaji. And this is a reality, a fact that we should lock in our hearts forever. Because only gratitude for Sri Maharaji's grace will earn us that spiritual wealth. Only gratitude for Sri Maharaji. And that should be the very basis and the foundation of our sadhana, our devotion, and nothing else. No one, no one, no matter how evolved they may appear to our mind, our perception. Because see, in the world, perception is everything. We are swayed by what we see. This path isn't about what we see. This path is about what we feel within us. It's really an internal thing. And within us resides our God and Guru. So as devotees, we should follow our heart. Yes. Follow Sri Maharaji's example. Follow Sri Maharaji. He is our role model. Nobody else is our role model here. Only Maharaji is. So, my lectures are officially over tonight. It was a journey for me. But, I know that if I can get up here and give a lecture, that only means that Maharaji is great. He is extremely great. And of course, I take full responsibility and beyond for all the mistakes that I may have made in my lectures. But, Anytime and every time you felt inspired through my program, through my lectures, please, I beg you, please feel indebted to Sri Maharaji and His grace and nobody else. Because I spoke verbally Sri Maharaji spoke from within me. I delivered his message. I am the male lady. The message came from Sri Maharaji. He wanted you all to receive his message through me. Therefore, I was inspired and I'm thrilled. I was able to serve him in this way. And of course, serve you all because Sri Maharaji resides in your heart. Just one last thought from me. Once Sri Maharaji was teaching, not teaching actually, but just reciting a verse, and he told everyone around, 
to repeat after him. And so when he did, when they did, Maharaji said that now you know about logo ko pada chal gaya ki hum gadho ko bhi padha sakte hain. So Sri Maharaji said that now you know that I can teach gadha, means donkey, literally translated. But so that's what Sri Maharaji said. It means like, it actually denotes ignorance, so ignorant people. So anyway, thank you all for being here on the intensive. Thank you all for your, for your dedication to Sri Maharaji and to Sri Radha Krishna. And um, please keep coming to Radha Madhav Dham and keep glorifying it with your presence and make Maharaji your strength. He is your strength. Make him your strength. And that is the greatest sadhana. That is the greatest seva that we all can do. Srimad Sadguru Sarkari Ki Srimad Yugal Sarkari Ki Jai Jai Shri Radhe Jai Jai Shri Radhe Jai Jai Shri Radhe